sacred rituals, and a cosmic community to enchant your mystical life. This podcast feels like soulful conversations by the fire and under the desert stars, as if you are hanging with your best friends, talking about purpose, the cosmos, and the divine journey we are all on. My name is Anna Alic, and this is the Topanga Moon Podcast. podcast. This has been so such an amazing journey. I mean, now we're a couple episodes in and I'm really feeling this whole podcast world. It's been so fun. It's been really amazing connecting with everyone that's reached out and just so you know, like I love that. I love hearing the feedback. I love hearing from people and and just being able to talk to them about certain things in the podcast or, you know, even if there's things that you want to hear more of on the podcast, like, please reach out. You can always email me on uh, Anna at TopangaMoon.com or send me a DM. I love hearing it all. So, yeah, um, today we have a really, really cool episode. It's with my good friend, Rachel Hunt, and she is the creator of Freedom School. She is a freedom coach, and we're going to get into what that means, but it's basically helping people create the freedom lifestyle, and it all comes from her own experiences and really started, um, and you'll hear more of the end-up story, but it really started from finding out that she was celiac and learning that she needed to find a way to have freedom with her food and be able to still enjoy uh, like a freedom life even though she couldn't have gluten anymore and she created gluten freedom um, and then eventually realized that it was all of it you know when you start with one thing especially when it's like food and I always say food is medicine, but when you start there and you get into all different areas of your life, it becomes a whole holistic way of living. So now she's teaching people that way of life and how she was able to quit her nine to five, create this, you know, successful entrepreneurial business and be able to travel on the world and just do amazing things and really design life on your own terms. And that is something that I've always aspire to do for myself and I'm on that journey now and I'm so passionate about and so is she and she truly loves helping people get there like there's nothing when she talks about it it's like she's lit up and we get into so many fun things on this conversation I mean we talk about her uh, recent studies with NLP she did a master's class in California. We get into what NLP is. We talk about manifestation, uh, quantum leaping, multi-dimensions. I mean, we just go through all the amazing spiritual topics and uh, talk about the cosmos and, you know, all the things I love. And I just love hanging out with Rachel because even though we haven't known each other for very long, I feel like we've been friends forever. And that's just the energy that she brings to every encounter. Um, 
and it's really, really awesome. So I think this episode is such a beautiful example of that. You're going to feel like you're just hanging with two friends. And like I always say for all my podcast episodes, I really want it to feel like we're just hanging, kicking it in Joshua Tree, drinking some drinks around the campfire. Today I'm doing <laughs> tea and yeah, there, when we we're recording, we were drinking some kombucha, but yeah, just, you know, kicking it under the stars and getting into all the cosmic chats. It's my favorite thing to do. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I think you're really going to get a lot out of it, especially with, um, we do talk a lot about, uh, money manifestation and just the limiting beliefs behind money and as, you know, female entrepreneurs, how to generate and create more abundance in your life, her tips, her tricks. She gives some really amazing um, information on that. And yeah, I can't wait for you to hear it. So I hope you enjoy this episode of the Topanga Moon podcast. Thanks for listening. I have Rachel from Freedom School here. It's Freedom School, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. <laughs> amazing. And all the other amazing things that you do. I feel like there's like a whole list. Um, she just took me to my first Kundalini yoga class. Okay. Describe how that was for you. <laughs> okay. Well, I was telling – anyways, first of all, thank you for having me on. I'm very excited. Uh, but, okay, so that Kundalini class to me was pretty – like simple there wasn't a ton of like crazy exercises which some of the classes I remember some of my first kundalini classes were like kind of intense because you're doing like up and down moving and like really awkward uncomfortable poses whereas this one was more focused on breath work which I was okay with but I know that you were saying that the breathing got a little like much and repetitive after a while but I think overall it was like a good intro class for you because there's always a lot of breathing in general Mm -hmm. with the with the classes but there wasn't chanting which is typically a pretty key component so I don't know like it was an interesting one for your first yeah there was a lot of fire breathing (laughs) that's a fire okay okay (laughs) I don't know the terminologies yet okay okay we were doing okay we might sound a little high on this podcast because we just came from doing the breath of fire yeah um but what I did realize doing it and um I mean we're gonna get into so many topics tonight here on the podcast but I realized that I was I was shedding a lot of the limiting beliefs like I went into it yeah like things started coming up like in my conscious mind of like fears I had or like beautiful visions that I was getting and Mm -hmm. I think like the breathing and the accelerated breathing allowed everything to surface Mm -hmm. and my big because when he like asked at the beginning of the class he was just like what do you want to like focus this class on? And for Mm. me, it was like letting go of fear. Mm. And I bring this point up because um, I've been following your journey and you are a coach for many people and you are all about the freedom lifestyle and really jumping into a life that you create on your own Mm. and you help people achieve that lifestyle. And it's such a beautiful gift that you have. And I just kept on thinking about you as well being like, wow, she's such an inspiration. And it's just like this idea of freedom Mm. and that freedom to like create your your own um, path that we all have our own unique gifts mm-hmm. and everything like that. So I was just like I excited. Love that. Oh, that's so thank you. Like that's so like to me that's so special and um, it's interesting that those things came up for you because yeah, the breath of fire. Like how I 
um, how I think of like the breath work and especially when it comes to like the kundalini energy and the mm-hmm. way they approach it, it's, um, it's like moving all of that stagnant energy mm-hmm. in your body. Like for me, because I just got back from a two week vacation, I've just been feeling like a, a bit of jet lag, be a bit of like stagnation and, um, uh, you know, just feeling like a little lethargic and all of these things. And so for me, the class was just about like getting my prana moving again and just like allowing the flow. Not a lot was like, he kept, you're right. Like he did keep checking in. Like if anything's coming up, it's okay. And I was like, nothing was like coming up in typically things do come up. But I think for me, it was like, I was so grateful to just for my body was just like thanking me for being there and for showing up and to just like connect again. It felt very like connected for me. Um, which is why I love Kundalini and I, I've gotten more into it because like you mentioned, I'm doing a lot of work with other people. And also, you know, as I help other people grow, it's so important for me to continue growing, like to be tuned in and tapped in. And Kundalini is like the one, one of the tools that I'm using that helps me stay connected Mm -hmm. or to reconnect if I'm feeling like I'm a little off kilter. Yeah. And it was so cool that I like, you asked me, or we talked about going to this class and I was like, Hey, does this sound crazy? But can we record our podcast (laughs) episode like right after? Because I think it does tie into the theme of what I want to talk about, which is freedom. Mm -hmm. You know, you're all about freedom. Your whole brand is about freedom. Like your lifestyle is about helping people find that freedom. And it's the freedom within spirituality Mm -hmm. that you can find that and Mm -hmm. going back into all those tools to help you realign and get back to your authentic nature to bring you that freedom. So I was like, we need to go and do some kundalini, let go of shit, and then (laughs) then be awakened. Just be awakened and just be like high on the podcast. But um, (laughs) before we get into more of what you do, I do want to kind of start with your background and just like a quick kind of recap of your whole life and how you got here because I want to hear more about you and I don't, I guess I don't really know many stories about your upbringing, but yeah. Okay. Okay. So upbringing. Um, So I grew up in a really small town and I actually grew up on a farm in a really small town. So that in the small town is like two and a half hours north of Toronto. So I remember growing up like being just always having like big city dreams, like big city aspirations, always feeling like there was more for me out there. Whereas, you know, some of my peers were just, like, so comfortable and content with, like, this, you know, small town that we were born in, the small town mentality. But it's so crazy because I just always had this, like, worldly sense about me. And the closest girlfriends I had in high school were also really worldly and, like, you know, tried to explore that. Um, So, yeah, growing up, I feel like I was just such, like, an awkward person who felt very uncomfortable and who always yearned for more but for the sake of fitting in I conformed my um who I was to you know what was deemed popular or cool and I didn't actually realize I had done that so much until recently when I started exploring a bit of my own healing journey and a couple of my um, like psychic healers and um, some of the readings I've had they actually brought that to my attention I'm like oh my gosh this makes sense Mm. so growing up from a small town I um, yeah I think I just I just felt just so uncomfortable in my own skin and then um, but yet I was so I remember being like the first time I ever went away to school 
like I was so freaking scared to like leave the comfort zone that I had, you know, that I, that I was living in. But as soon as I broke out of that comfort zone, I remember like my wings were spread. Like I remember thinking I'm probably going to come home like almost every weekend. You know, that classic story of like, you know, having, um, being homesick. But as soon as I got out of um, the small town, I was like flourishing. And I remember just taking that energy with me connecting with new people, you know, socializing, meeting people who were from big cities, who did have these, like, glamorous upbringings. Like, I think I was always drawn to this glamour and this lifestyle Mm -hmm. that I wasn't um, exposed to growing up. And, um, you know, and then I kind of fell into the rat race of, like, okay, you know, finish school, get a job, work corporate, yada, yada. So that was the path I followed. And it was a path that at the time I felt that I wanted. I Mm -hmm. definitely, um, yeah, I wanted to work in the big city. So I went to school in a town called Waterloo. And then I um, knew that I wanted to move to Toronto. Toronto. So many of my friends were from there or were moving there. And I was like, nope, big city. Like it just like kept propelling Mm. um, me further and further and bigger and bigger. So moved here worked the corporate rat race for a few years and pretty quickly realized that I was just really unfulfilled and unsatisfied. And again, that, that, what do I want to call it? That like nudge or that desire came over me again that, um, you know, there was something more for me out there, something bigger. It was just this yearning, this calling. And I remember kind of playing around with a couple business ideas like you know thinking that like if I just find this one idea and make it work then like all the success that I am am wanting will will come to me and I talked about this in a recent episode of my podcast how I would like will away the days at my desk job at my day job rather also at a desk and um would just be like scrolling the sites of different bloggers and scrolling the sites of even like gossip, like celebrity sites and just would be so like enamored by the glamour and the freedom that these people were living, like the freedom to travel, the freedom to work doing something they love, the freedom to create your own schedule, to create your mm-hmm. own, um, yeah, to 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 make money doing something you love. Like that to me was like this mind blowing concept. And I'm like, I want that. But of course, trying to make these like random business ideas work and nothing really sticking. I was just like, it's just not for me. And so fast forward about four years, um, after working full time, it was, um, being diagnosed with celiac disease that Mm. actually, um, spawned this, this idea, this business idea that actually stuck. And it was creating a site and a resource for others who had been newly diagnosed celiac or who had been trying to navigate this gluten-free world and were struggling to find, um, you know, find options, to Mm -hmm. find brands, find products, to be able to travel while living this lifestyle. For me, finding out that I could no longer eat gluten a was challenging at first, but B it lit this fire in my ass mm. to to find answers so that I didn't have to compromise my quality of life. Yeah. And so that was like where my first like real successful business idea was born. And from there, I just kind of ran with it. And um, it was called Gluten Freedom, which yeah. is interesting now that yeah, my brand freedom. is Freedom School and like yeah. the foundation of everything has always been freedom. Mm. But gluten freedom for me meant, you know, finding 
freedom despite my diet. Yeah. And it's interesting as well that once I created this this resource, I began traveling and and having these opportunities and experiences that I was only ever dreaming of. Like it was crazy that um, you know, something that in someone's eyes might be so limiting mm-hmm. and so um yeah, so kind of like traumatizing ended up being the one thing that pulled me even even further out of my shell. Yeah. Allowed me to travel to places around the world, places that you might even think wouldn't be gluten-free friendly, but I was trying to not even not even prove from a place of like unworthiness, but just trying to demonstrate and and highlight that I could still live and that others could live this life of freedom. Um even if you have a limiting dietary restriction. So yeah, that's where it kind of started. I love that because it's such a a perfect example of how the universe brings in rock bottoms to realign us back to our path. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a huge thing because some people are like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, I don't know when I'm ready to like jump, but it's almost like, you're going to keep on hearing the calls. They're yeah. going to keep on coming in as pings, as inspirations, as something, but they're going to get louder and they're going to yeah. get louder. And then oh, finally, yeah. something's going to come into your life that's going to knock you out. Mm. And it's really the universe is trying to um, present a beautiful path for you. Absolutely. And that happened with my big breakup. And that's the reason why I started to Panga Moon. Mm. I remember you saying yeah. that. Yeah. So it's like that, the you finding out about it being celiac was like the universe is like, hey, this is this is your path. Yeah. You this know? Is your, this is your this is your chance. Like yeah. here it is. I believe that so like wholeheartedly. And um as I was mentioning, um, I think I was saying about some of the healers who had said to me that, you know, I I I chose the path of conformity for much of my mm. upbringing and ignored the intuition. And so my intuition started speaking louder and louder and louder to me. And now I'm at the point where like I'm speaking regularly to my intuition, but um it's, you know, the pings when I was young telling me that I was cap- that I was um that I was destined for something bigger and mm-hmm. and and bolder and brighter and something more and the fact that it kept getting more and more frequent as I got older was, you know, just yeah, like you said the universe um, my intuition speaking to me and telling me that, um, you know, we've got your back. It's just, are you ready? Are you yeah. ready for it? And it's, yeah, it's sometimes we don't know we're ready for it until it's pulled right from yeah, uh, underneath yeah. us. Um, <laughs> so how did you know, and I think this is a big question that people have, like, how did you know when to take that leap? Like right now I'm in this and you said this, being uncomfortable equals magic. Mm. I heard you say this today. <laughs> and I really, I love that because right now I'm so uncomfortable. Mm. But that's where I know the magic lies. It's like there's something in me saying like, you can't go back. You can't go back. You yeah. can't go back. But people get so afraid of this unknown and afraid of being uncomfortable. So to you, what does being uncomfortable mean? I think there's... I mean, I think there's a couple different ways you can look at uncom- like discomfort or being mm-hmm. uncomfortable. But when I was referencing it, um, the way I was referencing it is when we get to this point of like if you're on the brink of like about to take a big leap mm-hmm. and you're excited, the idea is like so um, like lights you up. 
But then all of a sudden, just as you're about to take that big step or that leap, this uncomfortable feeling washes over you. You get that anxious feeling. You get this like, oh my God, this doesn't feel right. Is this right? You start to question things. It's in that discomfort, in that uncomfortable feeling that the magic lies because it's bringing you out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So the more we can step out of our comfort zone, the greater the results we're going to see. So if we want to see a change in our life and we want to pursue a new path and and start a new business or whatever it might be, even starting a different type of relationship, it's okay and it's actually encouraged that this uncomfortable feeling come up because it's indicating to you that you're breaking free of a pattern that you're used to. And breaking free of that pattern is like on the other side of like, safety and security and I mean if we want to play small and be safe and secure cool then stay in that comfort zone but if you want to experience magic and miracles and manifest this freedom life as I talk about then you got to get comfortable with the uncomfortable I love that so much that like gave me like shivers like hearing it um which brings me to your recent trip to California where you were doing a master's course in NLP and like I want to hear what is NLP, what did you learn, what is this huge, you know what I mean? Because like there, I can see, there's like this, and I mean you've always been super inspiring to me and everything like that, but there's this like another level to you that is just coming through that is so freaking exciting and I want to know what you're doing because I want to do that too. (laughs) Okay, first of all, I'm like, thank you because I feel like it's so funny, I mean, I feel like I girl crush on you so hard and now it's like, you know, I love it. I think it's just like, yeah, I'm having like a moment here, but, um, okay. So yeah, it's the Kundalini. I don't know. The Kundalini high lasts for a while. It was kind of like floaty for a while. (laughs) Wait till we do a gong Kundalini class. It's like, you're like actually in like the fourth dimension for a very long time. (laughs) Takes a while to ground after that, but it's amazing. Okay. So yes, I went to, I've actually been to LA twice this year. One, the first time in March to do my practitioner level, um, of NLP, which stands for neuro-linguistic programming. And then I went back again in July recently and did my master level. So this talk about like crazy universal ping. So I like, so about, okay. So I left my full-time job in March of 2018 and I don't know if we'll get into that, but either way I left my job. It was kind of like, actually I was going through another rock bottom. I left my job. I um, had to leave, move out of my apartment and I got out of a relationship. Like three, like basically like the three of like the five or six key areas of your life that people, um, that keep people grounded and stable, like were wiped out from underneath me. And so I was like hitting a rock bottom and that was basically the universe telling me like, now's your time. (laughs) Like, okay, you want to work for yourself? Here you go. Like everything else around you is going to fall apart. So anyway, so I, I left my full-time job and in that time I started working with a coach and I was just like telling her how like I was feeling really good about leaving and that I was like just inspired to like start something new and different and to take it a little more seriously and and I was expressing how a number of people had reached out to me when I announced that I was 
taking that leap to work for myself um, and were inspired and, and wanted to know how I did it. And so I was saying this to her just kind of like casually and she's like, Rach, I think I think you should be a coach. And I'm like, what am I going to coach on? I was very like, not like into the idea because I just didn't see how I could be a coach. I had the imposter syndrome. I had the like, I, I don't have the credentials, yada, yada. Um, but then when we talked it through a bit more, I realized that, Hey, like I actually do have, um, kind of like this upper, I don't want to say upper hand. That's a bad term. Uh, I had, I had a leg up of information that a lot of people who are starting their journeys into the entrepreneurial world in my specific industry, which was health and wellness, influencing and, um, blogging. I knew quite a bit more cause I had experienced it firsthand and I'd also worked at a digital marketing agency. So I started to kind of see my gifts. I kind of started to see my expertise. And so I started coaching that way. As I got into the coaching world and started, you know, working with, you know, different women, I realized that there was a lot more to it than them just wanting to learn how to work with brands. Like there was a lot more to do with like clarity, limiting beliefs, fears that were arising. And at the same time, I was becoming increasingly aware of my own blocks. When you start to work for yourself, you think, oh, like, it's great. I have all this freedom. Well, yes, you do. But you also have a shit ton yeah. of layers to work through to yeah. to to um, basically all your darkness comes up. Because when you oh, don't have yeah. that safety and security you're of that regular in. paycheck, you're, yeah. you become very aware of, of where you have to grow still. And so that was what was happening for me. So as I recognize where my blocks were, um, I started just kind of digging into uh, other coaches, a lot more personal development, and I stumbled into this NLP world. I became really inspired by a couple of females on Instagram and I find out that they're master NLP practitioners and I'm like, what the heck are the odds? Like I'm drawn to these two women specifically and I'm now finding out that they're they're NLP certified. So then I was like, okay, what the heck is NLP? Started looking it up, found a course in Toronto that offered it, did like a freebie one day webinar or not webinar, like workshop, wasn't drawn to it. I'm just like, you know what? Like I'm going to find out where these gals did it and I'm going to probably do it where they did it. One girl was based in Toronto, one's based in LA. As fucking fate would have it. Sorry. I'm sorry. As uh, no, fate would have it. Okay. Okay. okay sorry. Yeah. I was like, oh no. Um, they both studied at the exact same place in LA, in LA. which is like one of my happy places. I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh my God, like, are you kidding me? It was just like ping, 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 universal ping after another. Yeah. So NLP is a study of the language of the subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. So understanding um, how the subconscious mind works, understanding how our programming becomes imprinted and ingrained, and understanding how to use linguistics, language, to master your subconscious mind, to master your mindset, to to um, inspire success and empowerment. That's like the ultimate goal or aim with NLP, specifically from where I studied. So learning that, uh, you know, all of these blocks I was, you know, being faced with. Yeah. NLP works to 
release all of these blocks, negative emotions, internal conflicts. And it can be done through a variety of different tools and techniques. My most favorite ones um, are emotional freedom techniques. So Mm -hmm. tapping, which is pretty common. People know that. Um, Hypnotherapy. So I do a lot of Mm self-hypnosis and I I do a lot of recordings for my clients. Um, And I have a couple like freebies and I have a couple like paid courses or paid programs that I offer now because hypnosis is essentially a supercharged guided meditation Mm, where you speak directly to the subconscious. So we use hypnotic language and you get into a super, super, super relaxed state and it's in that relaxed state. It's called the theta state. That relaxed state is essentially the state where your conscious mind isn't really aware and you can speak directly to the subconscious. So I can imprint a completely new money mindset, a completely new um, relationship story or mindset. I can, um, you know, you can tell me your specific dreams and goals and things that you're wanting to manifest and I can weave that into a hypnosis specific to you and the subconscious is then accepting it and being like, oh, okay, all right, this is this is happening because our subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between imagined states and reality. So if yeah. we can live, so that's why when we talk about like, you know, manifesting it through visualization and getting into that that feeling into that state, like that's essentially you telling your subconscious uh, a, a story that it thinks is real and so then it's like oh okay if yeah. this is real then I have to work to make this a reality like yeah. it, it works so, so um so yeah there's a variety of other NLP specific techniques as well um and, and some of it is simply just like reframing and pivoting mindsets and mm-hmm. using specific tools just to get um just to shake up the patterning that you're you're used to yeah. so um after leaving the practitioner level I was like I'm going back. I'm doing the master. So that's kind of where my journey's at now. And it's been probably the most rewarding thing I've ever done. Well, yeah, because now you get to use all those techniques on yourself. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And then bring those into your clients. And it's so it's so true because most of our imprinting, right, is up until the age of seven. Yeah, right? zero to seven. So it's like we have all these stories that we've built up and they're, a lot of it has to do with whatever we went through at that time and that can be even like buried like things that we don't even know like I just even learned this summer about generational trauma like coming through other generations and being imprinted from your family and then passed on and it's so interesting and like I think when you're talking about the hypnosis that really like oh yeah hang to me because I'm like oh okay um and I'm wondering with the hypnosis is this like a you work on one hypnosis and it's a one-time thing. Is this a multiple thing? Mm-hmm. Like, do you have to go, is it all dependent on what you're working on? Yeah. Is it like, oh, I'm feeling these limiting beliefs come up again. I'm going to go back into the hypnosis. Like, mm-hmm. what is, if you can give me, like, an example, mm-hmm. maybe from your own life or from some sort of example of, like, how you take maybe some kind of limiting belief and put it through your NLP mm-hmm. practicing to give people kind of, like, yeah. an idea of, like what it actually you know looks like yeah so I'll give an example of so when I went through my master NLP I we we go through um so what yeah so a the amazing thing is that during my trainings everything that I can apply to my clients I'm applying to myself and and through you know the partners in the in the course and then everything that I learn 
I can administer to myself. Like I don't need someone to do it for me. Because again, a lot of it's mindset work. So it's just tapping into the subconscious as long as I know the steps and, and you know, how to elicit it, then, then I can do it for myself. So for example, my hypnosis, I can... Um, I just like pre-record as if I'm like, yeah. you know, basically it's like a guided meditation. So I just basically pre-record it and then right before bed, which is when our first thing in the morning right before bed is when our subconscious mind is the most suggestive. Um, so I'll typically kind of fall asleep to a self-hypnosis. Um, and I just tell myself exactly the things that I want versus mm. focusing on the things that I don't want, focusing on the limitations. Yeah. Um, so for example, in one of my my biggest limitations I felt going into my master level was that I kept playing really small. You know, I wasn't thinking as big as I could. And so throughout the two weeks, I was um, applying different techniques, uh, one being um, one of my favorites, and I do this with most of my clients, is time techniques. So you are talking about, yes, our subconscious mind is imprinted between the ages of zero to seven. Mm-hmm we can use this technique to determine the root cause of any limiting decision or any negative emotion. And for me and for many other people, the root cause goes back generationally or in past lives. Some of my, Mm -hmm. some of my emotions, I had shame. That emotion has been ingrained in it within me for four lifetimes. Like wow. crazy. And I went back and the lifetime was like Did so you discover this through the meditation? Through NLP. Okay. Yeah, through this time technique. Wow. So the way we elicit it is, you know, a, a specific script. But yeah. um, so, you know, yeah, we think that, you know, uh, you have to think of a specific event. Like, you know, when I was four years old, this happened. But often, yeah, maybe that was a significant emotional event. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't maybe the root cause of the event. And when we use this technique... Again, it's it's tapping into the subconscious. The subconscious is another word for intuition. Mm. So when we tap into the intuition more and more, our highest self, it yeah. knows things. It knows things that we consciously will never be able to recall. And when we go through, it's often if you're just like, wait, what? This doesn't seem right. That's made up. And it's like, it's not made up. It's just that's how deeply it's been buried. And that's yeah. how 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 um, our subconscious mind wants to protect us by keeping yeah. it locked in and keeping it kind of hidden. So yeah, some of my, some of my, um, like emotional trauma came from four lifetimes ago. Some of it was so generational. Wild. Oh yeah. my God. When it came up for me, I was like, holy crap. That explains like how yeah. deeply rooted this is. And you know, an emotion like shame is, is, is a kind of a catalyst for so many other negative mm-hmm. emotions, so many other limiting beliefs and decisions so so anyways time is is a given technique and then um yeah you can tap away so a tapping on your energy meridians to um release that um that that belief or that emotion and you know again tap in um more positive suggestions Mm -hmm. the hypnosis is definitely my i would say hypnosis is my favorite mostly because it works so effectively so you were asking like how often do you have to do it so the idea is like you could listen to a hypnosis once and it's and it's working yeah I would always recommend my clients if I'm doing a custom hypnosis for them like listen to it a couple times listen to it as much as you want to to. as you feel you you know like you really only need to do it once but if you want to listen to it for a week straight 
then do it for a week straight. Yeah. They're supercharge it. Like there's there's no harm in it. So um, hypnosis, yeah, you can um, do a different hypnosis every single day that works on different things. Um, but ultimately, yeah, like you should listen to it one to two times and it, it's it's working. Yeah. But yeah, if you want to listen to it again two weeks later, a month later, two months later, you're it's there's no harm in it. Amazing. Um, it's so interesting going into the past lives, mm. generational trauma. Yeah. Um, recently, I've been learning about the multi-dimensional self. Ooh. Have you gotten into no. that yet? Okay. Hey, maybe not. Well, it's so it's this concept that that basically it's like there's parallel, I guess, universes, and oh, I so don't like quantum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, it's like so you're yes. you're living out other lives yeah. in synonymous a different place, but maybe you're not like maybe in that other life you're already reached this level, and then you feel this like dissonance because you're not at a certain level or a certain thing hasn't happened. Mm. I'm not like fully clear on it, but it was so exciting to like hear about this because I'm like, wow, we have only like, we don't know a fraction of what's going on in this like other part of ourselves. Mm. Like this, this soul level intuition past, you know what I mean? There's so much there to uncover and it can affect our conscious lives in such a strong way and yeah this idea of being a multi-dimensional being which I guess is really about um having multi like being in multi-dimensions at the same time and maybe we had this conversation yeah in another dimension already mm. and it, now we're only catching up with it in this moment and yeah Anyway, so I was just curious if you heard about that. Well, I'm curious. I want to dive into that a bit more because so I'm learning uh, all about quantum and like quantum leaping, quantum physics and how – and so similar to that where multidimensional but you're able to – so I've talked about it a little bit on my um, feed a bit but, you know – I've heard this term so much, quantum leap, taking a quantum leap. And I was just like, what the heck does this mean? I had no idea. And when I learned it, I'm like, oh, it's actually pretty simple in concept, but there's a lot of layers to it. But the idea of taking a quantum leap is that, yeah, we're we're existing on multiple different planes. Mm -hmm. And if we want to up-level, take that quantum leap, um, say you want to start earning – $20,000 a month, you know, in order to take what they call a quantum leap, you have to start to embody and embrace the, the characteristics, how that, that version of you would think, act, feel, right? uh, how they've been experiencing and start living from that, um, dimension, living from that space in the now so that you can actually get to that, that, 20k month or to that whatever it is whatever I'm just using money as an example um but to to you can get there by just thinking about well if I'm earning $20,000 a month like Mm. you know how am I acting how am Mm -hmm. I you know engaging interacting with others and okay so these are the things that that version of me would do, I'm going to start doing it today. So yeah. I'm curious about multidimensional and the difference or the, or the similarity. Yeah. 
Um, that's so funny that you say quantum leaping because it just reminded me of like this book that I read back in the day when I think I was like 20. Like this is, you know, when I was really like starting to get into all of this, this kind of world. And it's, um, have you ever heard of John Kehoe and his book Mind Power? No. Because he talks about quantum leaping and he was the first person that taught me visualization techniques and, um, what was it? Another one. I forget what it was called, but it was like. There was like a bunch of different things that you would do, and um, his story. Is so, he's a Canadian too, oh, which is so interesting. That. Like, look, yeah, he he's like, I don't know. It's like he's kind of like old school, but like in the best way, where it's like you get straight to the knowledge, and there's nothing okay. like yeah. He's not like a fancy dude. Not fluffy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but he talks about quantum leaping, and his whole thing is mind power, and like you can basically use your mind to create any kind of life that you want. Um, I just, yeah, I loved his story because he was talking about how he was like working at a job that he like didn't like and he's like on the streetcar and he had this like one thought one day of like, what if I just don't get off the streetcar and don't go to work? And then he did that. You know all those times where you're like, what if I just like didn't do that thing I didn't want to do and just like, you know, didn't get off the streetcar. But he did it, didn't go back to work, and then moved to BC and, like, lived in a cabin for three years developing this, like, mind power book. It was wild. Oh, my God. I don't know why I just thought of this. He just came into my mind. But that kind of, like, yeah, like, something that you've said kind of triggered this this for me. It's, like, you know, the idea of quantum leaping and, you know, this mind power that you're talking about is, is, like, yeah, we have the power within to create whatever reality we want and so for me utilizing the NLP and we were talking about how you know I'm I'm working in coaching working within coaching you know female entrepreneurs it's I'm able what's so incredible is that I'm understanding how the subconscious mind works Mm. and it it's actually so much simpler than we make it out to be to start Mm. to create that reality to create that freedom to create that um, that, that life that you've been dreaming of, like it's, it's easier to tap into it than we think of. Yes. We need to clear kind of, I always say kind of like clean out the junk. You got to kind of sweep away, um, you know, a bit of that mess, that, that, that programming, those stories, those limitations. But once you kind of clear that and, and once you're declaring that you want to clear it, it's so, um, it's so easy to manifest everything you want. Okay, that's so funny that you just said manifest because my next question was going to be about manifesting. Oh, my gosh. Um, before I get into that, I'm just going to um, – hold on one second. Yeah. yeah. Now, it's so weird that you just said that because I'm like, we're now on the same vibrational level <laughs> because we're, like, tapping yeah, into the yeah. grid. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so crazy um yeah so has your idea of manifestation changed now that you've done all of this work and like what what is your thoughts on like what is manifestation to you now yes yes um it's so funny so 
Okay, I just came back from a trip and I came home and actually one of my good girlfriends was visiting from LA and she was staying in my room while I was gone. And um, I was just doing this like major clean out. The story, there's a purpose to the story. I won't be long winded. Um, Anyways, and so she was there and I I was just kind of like putzing around, kind of like tidying up as she was getting packed and ready to leave for the airport. And all of a sudden I like looked at my bookshelf and I was just like, oh, there's so many books on this bookshelf that I... I will never read that like have been gifted to me or whatever. And so I started like pulling them off and then I looked under, there's like a component of my bookshelf that's kind of like a little like a bottom shelf. And under there I was like, oh, I have all these like old journals there. And so I pulled out one journal in particular. I'm like, oh, like I wonder where, when, like what, what phase of my life, what chapter of my life this one was from. And it was from, um, uh, it's, I started writing it right before I moved to Panama. And remember I told you I moved to Panama. Oh, crazy, Panama. crazy, crazy, Panama, crazy. I know. Panama I know. Or Panama yeah. Connection. The Pan- Panama Canal. <laughs> so, okay. So anyways, and so that was actually like during a period, that was one of my, that was like my second rock bottom, like my second really big rock bottom. And so I was like, this will be really interesting to read about what I was journaling about during this time. And it was interesting because it was when I really started my growth journey, my spiritual journey, Mm -hmm. my personal development journey, taking it a lot more seriously, dipping my toes into meditation and, and I'm like reading it and I didn't even think that at that time I was aware of like what manifestation was, but apparently I was because I started writing all of these like manifestations, like started like writing manifestation lists in this journal. And, and at first my like journaling was like really like positive and, and really like, I was really hopeful. So it was anyways. So I love reading back on like old journal, like entries from years ago. Cause it's just crazy to see the growth like I was laughing out loud being like oh my god I, I just so... did that the other day actually really I just read back Isn't on an old journal crazy? Like, laugh and, at, like... oh my god I was just like leave the guy why yeah. are you still <laughs> with this guy why did he come back? back like oh, oh my gosh exactly yeah. exactly like certain like crazy and it was interesting because like I was definitely living in such an ego dominant space very masculine dominant space at that time anyway so I started back to manifestation so I started writing all these like manifestation lists and um and that was I think the beginning of me writing manifestations monthly manifestations and I look back and like for sure like some of those like manifested you know I remember writing back then and that was like three years ago and one of the first manifestations was like become a social media influencer (laughs) get paid by brands and I'm like wow that's really so like shallow but anyways that worked but what I was observing was that I was just like haphazardly writing down manifestations there was not a lot of intention behind it and there wasn't any additional work going into it to get into that that um state of that feeling state of of what it would feel like to have those manifestations so that's where the difference is like now the is why. the why, the yeah. feeling, the like the believability, like cranking that up so that you're in a vibration to receive it. Mm. So I was just writing these lists and I remember at one point, probably like six months into like me writing these things, I'm just like, what the hell? Like this manifestation thing doesn't work. Like I remember just 
feeling like, you know, I've got this one thing on my list and it's just like not working. Mm -hmm. And one of the things was like a love interest. Like every manifestation list had like, I'm attracting love. I'm open to love, blah, 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 blah. Um, And it wasn't until one of my psychic healers that I went to in Sedona really like opened up my mind to like, what it takes to manifest. And she said, if you want to manifest, and she was speaking specifically to like a love interest, like you need to embody the qualities that you're desiring in someone else for yourself. And that worked. <laughs> it, it worked. Yeah. But then I want to take that and apply it to any other manifestation I'm calling in. So if I want to have a Uh, I'm going to say a financial thing again, just because I work with a lot of women in business. If I want to have reach an income goal, what does that version of me who has this income goal, what does she have to do to get there? What needs to happen? What work does she have to do? What, what actions does she have to take? What programs does she have to, um, you know, uh, purchase, you know, software, et cetera. Like how, how will I get there? And then do it now so that you can get there. You're not you're not going to just will it into your into you have to take inspired action to get there. Yeah. And when I started understanding that a um asking for sure, b the believability so it's like, you know, getting into that vibration, but also in getting into that vibration, recognizing where your blocks are so that you can release those through any technique you choose, but releasing them mm-hmm. so that you're becoming an open clean slate for the receiving of that manifestation. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, have you heard of the idea of miracle mindset? No. Okay. So it's kind of like that in terms of like the inspired action. So um, I keep on thinking about this because I have like very specific goals in my mind for yeah. my business and everything. It's like this idea of, and I guess it's the whole like working backwards, seeing what you need, seeing what do you need to be in order to get the thing that you're like yes. trying to attract. Working backwards is important. Yeah. And it's, um, so this miracle mindset is about you have the goal. So let's say you have this goal that like you want to make, let's say X amount of dollars, yeah. $20,000 in, you know, two months or whatever. You have that goal and it's not actually about achieving the goal but it's about showing up every day mm. working towards the goal. Mm. So I it's like saying that. that like and then in that comes the miracle mm. because and that and also you have to be doing the work, right? You have to like let go of the limiting beliefs. You yes. have to like set yourself up for success. You have to like be that person. You have to have the vibration. You have to be in a high vibing state. Like yeah. there's so many other things involved, but it's about I have this goal and I'm going to work like what would happen if like I had to obtain or get to this goal and I only had these two months and like everything on my life relied on it, what would I have to do then as a person to just be the person that goes for the goals but not necessarily having to obtain it? Mm, So that also gets into the whole like, letting go of the outcome yeah. because now the outcome is not it's like you're becoming that person that just chases the goals that it's just mm. like so anyways it was just oh, that's in- yeah I like that's in I'm curious to read more about that something you said really um and I, I don't think I really mentioned that but or and maybe I did but I want to reiterate it is 
doing the work. And that was what was lacking um, when I was reflecting back on these like manifestation lists I was creating years ago. Yeah. I wasn't really showing up and doing the work Mm -hmm. in the way that I'm now doing it. Yeah. So how I'm able to manifest now is, is a lot quicker and a lot bigger because I'm doing the work synonymously. Mm-hmm. And at that time I wasn't, I was kind of a broken soul. I was, you know, coming back from a, a rock bottom and I was just dipping my toes in. And, um, that's where I was, that's why I wasn't experiencing the results that I was desiring because yeah. I hadn't fully put in the work and yeah. the work is something that, has to happen like we have to show up and put in the work if you don't you're going to always be in that same vibration Mm -hmm. and operating from that same mindset and that same mindset is only going to achieve the results that you that it knows to achieve Mm -hmm. it doesn't know how to break free and and break into a bigger um reality because that's how it's programmed so doing the work is so 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 crucial yeah it's so crazy because like I just did that I was in Croatia Mm. right before you went to Greece and then I do want to get into your Greece story (laughs) Um, because I was there for a month and that's when I was doing the work yeah and it's weird because it wasn't like something was like oh poof yeah I'm like it wasn't like a distinct like oh I know that I'm like good now it was like this like slow progression and then something comes up and then I mean really the work comes in especially when you're like let's say you're calling in a relationship yes um the work really starts when you're in the relationship yeah when you like then you're then the real work that everything you've been working towards you know gets but it's like yeah I spent that whole month doing work and I'm slowly seeing the results of that work Mm. and it's like I I feel different. Like there's a different, um, I guess you'd say vibration in my, in my body. And like everything is indicating that in what I see around me. And it's Mm. so wild to see, but I do want to hear about the most magical thing that happened to you on your Greece trip. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I know I just threw you through. Yeah. I was like, wow. Okay. The most magical thing that happened. Um, Well, okay, what I will say, I think there's a couple things, but I would say the most, like, when I first got to Greece, I was having, like, these crazy, crazy, crazy dreams and crazy downloads. So I had just gotten from, I had just come from my master NLP program. I was home for, like, two days, and then I, you know, was on a plane to meet my boyfriend in Greece. And for the first, like, yeah, like, three, four days, I was having, like, wild wild dreams, crazy, crazy downloads about my business. And one of the, I don't want to say a side effect because side effect means it's like indicates that it's like a bad thing, but one of what, what can happen when you start working with your subconscious mind and re Mm. reprogramming and re imprinting it is you will have crazy dreams and you will get, um, because you're basically creating new neural pathways Mm. and those new neural Mm. pathways are essentially, um, allowing you to tap into areas that have been like basically stagnant and been kind of dormant. So, um, so yeah, I started receiving just like so many downloads about, and like downloads in the set in for my business specifically about like just affirming the path I'm on, affirming what my next steps have to be, you know, um, not playing small, the actions that I need to take to play big. So that to me, was like I, I, I 
I was th- ref- I've been reflecting about this a lot this week. It's come up a couple of times because I think that had I come back from NLP, my master training, and gone straight back into Toronto and work mode and hustle mode, it wouldn't have given me the step back to receive the downloads and the messages that I needed to. So going away right right after um, the training to, a, to to Greece and being in vacation mode gave me the like the the calm that I needed to receive so that to me was like really magical and that's more from a personal perspective um but I I think overall it was like the first time my boyfriend and I had traveled like long long and for an extended period together and um it for sure like really tested the strength of our relationship Mm -hmm. and it really tested like do we actually really like each other can we do like two and a bit weeks together and successfully we did um but I think he's so like he's a business owner as well and he's really um he's us also really like tuned in as well like he has a meditation practice he does Siddhartha Siddhartha Kriya meditation and so his gratitude practice is like really really big as well and it was just so nice I remember like we were on like one of these small more remote islands and we were just like having honestly like the best day most high vibe day we're just like every time we turned around we were just like gratitude journal like we always joke like our gratitude journal is so full today so it was just like this really magical moment where like we were both just like super in sync super just like grateful and gracious for the opportunity to travel there to you know be in such a beautiful environment and and that kind of just like held it I mean there was like that one specific day where we were having a super fun adventure but so many moments we would just have these like overwhelming gratitude um you know gratitude uh moments like these just like gratitude overload and Uh, we were just like, shit, like, how lucky are we to have this opportunity? And there wasn't a moment where we were, like, yeah, taking it for granted. And so I think, like, that was kind of the magic of it, to be able to share that experience with a loved one, with a partner. Mm. I mean, I've done trips like that with girlfriends and had, you know, you know, gratitude moments and, you know, high vibe. But to be there with a partner uh, and to be able to have that was, like, really, really special. I love that so much. And it's so it's so good that you talk about the gratitude because that's a huge part of the manifestation, mm-hmm. right? Oh, it's like the essential. number one. It's like you have to start with that. And you work with a lot of women in terms of being financially free. Yeah. And abundance is a huge thing. And I think that's – it's also huge for women. Like, um, And women are finally starting to, like, step into their power, oh, step into that. their worth. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Um, I just – it was this quote keeps coming up and um the Dalai Lama said that it'll be like the western woman that will will save the world mm. and it's really about all of us you know raising that um feminine energy in the, in the world and like tapping into our own unique gifts and like what yes. we're supposed to be bringing and like you, so you're working with women, and I think a lot of the examples that we used today were about um, finances mm. and abundance. And I know as, like, you know, me just stepping into this, like, entrepreneur world and everything like that, that is, like, the huge, the biggest block mm-hmm. for me. So how do you um, get rid of those, 
you know, abundance fears mm-hmm. and kind of like break through those blocks and what are like the big things that you do. And I know that you talk about a Kriya. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Oh, yeah. That's I'm going to show you it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I can't wait. Um, but yeah. And like, and the same thing, like how do you um, mm-hmm. help your clients and coach them in terms of like the whole money mindset? Because that's a huge thing yeah. for women. So it's like multi-layered. It's not just like one quick yeah. fix. So Yes, like you mentioned the Kriya. So daily rituals, Mm. to me, I think are essential. I believe it's like foundational to be tuning into your own intuition daily Mm. in order to connect, in order to get really clear with what exactly it is that you want. Because without that clarity, simply stating that you want to make X amount of money is just like you know, there has to be an intention behind it. There has to be a purpose. And in order to uncover that, you have to be clear. So for me, my greatest clarity has come from regular kundalini meditations, visualizations, um, different chanting, different, yeah, like it's a ritual. And every day I will kind of modify it depending on, you know, timing and whatever. But, um, you know, I, I have a daily ritual and daily practice. So that's number one. I think it's really important to to have a daily practice for the for the connection to our intuition. Mm-hmm. Our female intuition is so incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. so much power within, but we're so as Western women, we we have dimmed that intuition. We've quieted it. We've been, you know, we've been conditioned to keep it um, hidden, to 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 ignore it. We haven't been we haven't been trained how to listen to it. So for me, the daily rituals allow us to tap into that. So that's number one. The number two is is understanding um, the the stories that are coming up around money. Mm-hmm. Often it's rooted in it, it's not about the money itself. It's mm-hmm. often about worthiness, about feeling yes. deservant of it, of mm-hmm. of you know what we learn from our parents. Mm-hmm. Um, again, as women. Uh, you know, depending on how old we are, it's, it's, you know, we've been conditioned to think that like the man makes the money Mm -hmm. to yearn for a rich husband and to, you know, uh, just complacency. And so that conditioning, that, that programming is often rooted in, well, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. Um, whatever else. So understanding kind of what the underlying root of it is. And, and that to me is like, pretty easy to dig out just with some basic questioning and to, you know, even just asking like, you know, what did you, what did you, um, what did you learn about money growing up? Like, you know, what was, what was your parents' financial situation or, um, you know, what if, you know, exactly from there you can just kind of like, it can just kind of go on. And then from there you're like, Oh, well, you know, my dad didn't have a lot of money and Mm -hmm. and therefore this and this. So it, it just kind of, it will, kind of spill out so then you can kind of uncover like okay here's where the limiting beliefs around money are and then the 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 next component is understanding that money is energy and that we're all energy everything is energy Mm -hmm. in this world so again if if money is energy there's a vibration attached to it so the vibration um is how do I want to frame it I guess like if we can understand it from a relational standpoint. So I like to use the example of like treat money as if it's your best friend. 
You know, treat it as if, like, so, you know, how do you treat your best friend? Will you love having your best friend around? Do you love having fun with your best friend? You're very generous with your best friend. You share everything. Um, You're really open and communicative, you know, whereas if you're treating money as, like, you're hoarding it, you're you're feeling, um, I don't know, like, what can I use in a, as an example? Like if you're, um, I guess just like fearful of like yeah, using fearful, it and like exactly like constrictive if and or if you're like yeah so like you know one minute like all into it and then the next minute you're like pushing it away like you know like what kind of friendship is that you know so yeah. treating your relationship or with treating your money as if it's a relationship is really important. Understanding the energetics of it, so you know. Um, if you want more of it in your life, treat it kindly, treat it with Mm. respect, you know, be good to it. Don't go and blow your whole paycheck on a shopping spree and then have nothing to feed your, you know, nothing left over to feed yourself or pay your bills, you know? So just, yeah, treating it kindly and the the kinder we treat it, the more it wants to hang out with you, the more it wants to be around you, the more it wants to love on you because you're loving it, you're respecting it. So that's kind of how, once we kind of dig up like what's, What's holding you back right now? Where do where do your issues and your blocks come from? And then and then pivoting it from okay, if this is where it's coming from, what if we what if we started to see money from this way? What if we and just kind of like layering it, you know, stripping away the layers, but then layering it back up in a way that is just so much more empowering. Oh, I love that example. Money is your best friend. Yeah, it's your bestie. I love it. Okay, we're going to go into a part of the podcast that I like to call Cosmic Pings. Ooh. So I'm going to be saying a sentence or something, and I want you to complete it. And just whatever it is, that ping that hits you when you first hear me talk about it, Mm. it'll be your Cosmic Ping, and you can explain why you thought that. I love it. Okay, Okay, so cool. Uh, So your favorite morning practice is? My Kundalini Kriya. I love, yeah, so it's called the Soba Kriya, S-O-B-A-G-H. I have been doing, so there's a five part, the full meditation, there's five parts to it. I learned the one part of it a couple years ago, and I would just kind of play around with it, whatever, but now I've started doing Kundalini more regularly, and the one class I went to um, the teacher did the full Soba Kriya. I didn't even know that was the name of it, but I knew the one, the one, um, uh, the one exercise. And then she added on four more and I was like, Oh my God, I've only ever done the one. She's like, yes. So you can either do the one alone or you have to do all five and you can do the one alone for three or 11 minutes, or you do the full for three minutes each. Wow. You could do the full for 11 minutes each, but they're like, that's just greed and you don't want. Because the thing is, it works so freaking well. Like literally money will come to me. Opportunities will just flow to me. I, I when I do, do it more regularly, so like literally like, so for example, the other day, it's like I got a check for a, a, like a, a project I did and it was an American client, but they quoted me and they're like, it's going to be in Canadian dollars. Yeah. <laughs> they sent the check. And it was in American dollars. And so that was like an extra, like the exchange rate is like. Exchange rate is. Oh my God. I got like an extra like $400 from it that I wasn't expecting. So it's like little things like that occur Mm, for me. So I'll get like 
new opportunities almost daily, like financial um, opportunities. Like today, one of my clients was wrapping up her package and she's like, Rach, I don't want to finish any. And then I thought it was just going to be it. I was like, you know, happy to like round off our, our time together. She's like, no, I want to keep working with you. Like how, like what, what, what's next? And I was like, oh, so it was like just an unexpected, again, like abundance, not only financially, but abundance from like, you know, the work I'm doing and getting received opportunities to be on a podcast, opportunities to speak on um, panels, like things to me, that to me is abundance. It's not always just money. So abundance just keeps flowing like the, and, and even just connecting with like, like-minded women connecting with yeah it, it's just abundance in so many facets so that to me is like the one component of my morning routine that I'm just so obsessed with and and I'm obsessed with it because the results are so so quick I can't wait to do yeah this. I'm gonna show I'm, you the one I can't part. wait okay then, yeah amazing um the place I traveled to that changed my life the most was and you just got goosebumps and you haven't even answered. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, the first thing that came up for me would be Panama. Yes. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you know, I know. Oh okay. I you going to say it. Okay. Literal the reason I I'm, like, sweating right now. I know. <laughs> Our Panama connection is so it's crazy. so crazy. Um, so connected, too. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Yeah. So, okay, the reason I say that is because, so I was fired from a job back in 2015, and it was the first job I was ever fired from, and it, like, rocked my whole world. My ego was bruised. I felt like it was just, like, the biggest rock bottom, and so much of my life was wrapped up into that job, and it just, like, totally took me by surprise. And I remember it was, like, a couple weeks away from my birthday, and I, I don't know. I was just like, it just like rocked my world. It just sucked. And one of my close girlfriends had just moved to Panama with her boyfriend. They were managing a restaurant in this archipelago called Boca del Toro. And um, I was telling her, I'm like, F my life. I just got fired from a job. And she's like, you should buy a one-way ticket here and just like take some time and just like figure some shit out. Wow. And I'd already been planning on like, you know, taking a trip to visit her maybe a week or so. And I was like, yeah, okay. I didn't even think twice. So I took that opportunity and I, so from the point that I got fired from my job to the time I left was about two and a half months. And that's at the time when I started to really seek personal development and and spirituality and dove into meditation and so when I went to Panama it was really like a cleansing I call it like a rebirth for me um it allowed me to step away from the world of Toronto and to experience something else and to just like cleanse my soul a little bit and to be in a beautiful you know beautiful place and um, meet new people. And it's where I met one of my like very good friends, Kate, and she's also super witchy and woo woo. So she amplified my journey even more. And it was just, yeah, it was really sacred for me. So yeah, it has a special place in my heart because of that. Yeah. Yeah. It was a pivotal, pivotal from, for me. And there's such a strong connection for us too. Um, the spiritual teacher that you love the most is. Ooh. Oh, God. Okay. So I, I guess the first thing that came to mind was Gabrielle Bernstein. And I don't really even follow her that much yeah. anymore. 
but she was one of the first leaders, the first um, spiritual teachers that I started really resonating with Mm. because when I read her book, Spirit Junkie, and it was around the time that this rock bottom, maybe a year before this rock bottom hit, I resonated with her so deeply. And then I understood that I could be a spiritual modern woman, that I didn't have to be like this, like woo woo witchy live in the forest kind of, you know, woman that I could embrace my spirituality in my everyday and in the world that I was living in. So she came up, that's the cosmic king I got. Yeah. Um, Today, I've got so many more women that I follow. Like, there's Natalia Benson, who I love. Love her. Obsessed, obsessed, obsessed. I love Gala Darling. Gala Darling. There's Chakra Girl, who I'm really drawn to as well, who's based in Vancouver. Um, Yes Supply, she's based in Toronto. So there's, like, there's some, there are, like, other women. But Gabrielle Bernstein, I think, came up for me because she was one of the first women who I think gave me that permission to, like, yeah, embrace the, the so world. Cool. It's so cool that you say that because I see so many parallels to her life and your life in terms oh, of like you taking the stage and you like really up leveling and like owning that like powerful position that mm. is part of your dharma. Like I can see you. It's like some, a vision came to me of like I see you on that stage. Like oh. I see you writing those books and I see you like I kind of like that. leading like a, your own, you know, tribe in a way. So I think oh, that's I like so that. I cool. hope that's true. So I like cute. that vision it's a lot. So true. Um, okay, so your your intuition is expanding. Expanding. Yeah. yeah I love that. Oh, yeah, I got chills saying that. Um, yeah, I think it's just I'm 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 becoming aware of how strong my intuition is. So um I actually, I'm part native and it's so crazy because as I go deeper in my spiritual journey, I'm understanding where the root of my like spiritual Mm. desires come from. And my Reiki healer, he almost every time we have a session, he's like, I hear native drums when we're like, he's like, you need to connect again to your roots, connect. And it's so interesting because I mentioned shame being this, um, this emotion that, that, you know, I've been living with for four lifetimes. And I feel like growing up, there was shame around me being native, um, Mm. because I'd been made fun of when I was in elementary school because of it. And so I really hid that and I really like kind of bottled it up again, going back to that conformity of feeling like I, I couldn't really fully express I was couldn't really be that intuitive soul that that I am and so now that I'm reawakening and tapping into the intuition again I I know that I'm being called to to be one with nature to be um, more connected to my native side and that's where my intuition comes from that's where my spirituality really comes from and so I say expanding because I, I feel like I'm in this awaken I'm in this like it's heightening I'm listening, I'm paying attention, and it's just, I'm not questioning. Like, even in some of my, not even some, in most of my coaching sessions, like, I'll just get this, like, this, this urge or this nudge to say something, and I'm like, oh, like, this is, this is what I feel right now, and it, it's always bang on, and so I'm just, like, trusting that that's, trusting it. yeah, I'm trusting it, it's expanding, it's growing. I love that, and, like, tapping into that 
native culture mm. and going back to the you know your roots and just like all the rituals and yes. all the sacredness I mean, saging. and saging saging is know. a native american and ritual it's tied it's... to your heritage yeah. like we're so closely tied to our ancestral and i really believe and i think you probably do too that we like chose the you know cultural upbringing before we even entered into this mm. lifetime like we chose our parents and like yeah, we chose sure. you know what i mean because it's like um, I feel so strongly and tied to my Croatian roots mm. in a bigger way than just being like exposed to it. So yeah, it's so, so fascinating. It's so wild. Um, your dream house is a beach house in LA. Okay, amazing. Yeah, I was going to say in, in Malibu, but yeah. it's like, yeah, in like LA. It's like a beach yeah. house. I, I'm, it's on my vision board, on the back of my yes. phone. Like, yeah. it's so, like, I, I see it. Every time I'm in LA, like, I, like, see the house. And there's different ones, but it's like, I know exactly what it looks like. Yeah. I can feel it. I see it. Yeah. Are you a specific manifester? What is that? Like so a, it's part of the human design because you've, you've oh, done your human design yeah. yet. I'm, so I'm a manifesting generator, but, but there's I don't specific know. or non specific manifestors. Oh. And specific, it's I want like. I someone to read my chart. You need, you need, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I haven't even like gone into the yeah. whole thing, but yeah. Okay, I so don't know. I'm a specific. Well, I so, so I have to be. Mean? That means you have to be super detailed and really own what you want to manifest and just like have fun with it like really go into like the paint on the walls will be and like it's this meta meters from the sea oh my God, like, I want to know right now yeah and then non-specific is kind of like having the vision for it like you know it but be kind let, of vague. vague like letting go mm. of like needing to know the exact details of everything okay, I'm gonna find and out like before, letting it go I'm gonna find out before oh I my God. Here, yes I want to know yeah, yeah yeah we need to find out okay so my last cosmic ping for you is freedom is my destiny. <laughs> Your reactions are killing me. I love it. I love it. Just like a full body. Yeah. Like, just came over. Yeah. Like something is just. Yeah. It's my destiny. It's like my journey. It's what I'm meant to be doing. It's. Yeah. I don't know. I think just. I mean. Yeah. It just is. Like I don't. Um, I just feel so. Like, it's just even funny. I mean, this, you know, like, it's crazy. I don't know. I, I think about this. So, like, okay, my, so my Reiki healer, he's also psychic, but he never leads with that. I actually, I have such a funny story about this car. I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent. That's okay. Okay, so, <laughs> so, okay, gluten freedom was my first business, you know, and I, I just thought it was, like, catchy. I'm gluten-free and I want to have gluten freedom, like, whatever. I remember seeing my Reiki healer for the first time, Amal. He's amazing. And I um, – when did I see him? I probably saw him in 2016. Yes. It was like right after I came back from Panama. So I saw, saw him for the first time and something he said in our first session came back to me last fall. So like two and a half years later. Wow. So in our first session, he said – focus on the freedom piece. And I was like, yeah, freedom. And we were talking, I think at that time a bit about like, I had just, I was working um, for someone else and I really wanted to be able to ultimately work for myself, yada, yada. Anyways, he says that I forget about it. I was in Sedona last fall and I saw my first psychic and um, she said something 
along the lines. And this was at a part in my, in my journey where I was wanting to drop gluten from my handle. I was Mm -hmm. like, you know what? Freedom is what I want to focus on. Mm -hmm. I was building this online course. I was doing what I called freedom coaching and it just freedom overall, like it could extend to my diet, but it also just lent itself to like so much, so much more. And so I was just like going back and forth. And so I had this psychic um, session and she said um, something along the lines of to, to, to experience the success that you're calling in and that you're destined for, you need to stop making, you need to stop trying to fit your work. You need to make your work fit you. And it was like this light bulb went off and it was like, I need, I need to just own freedom. Like that's me. That's what it's been calling. Like I need to stop trying to put everything. I like, what is it? The, I need to stop putting a square peg in a round hole. Like I just need to like let it flow and be, and, um, it just like stuck with me. And it was just like, she said something about freedom and, or maybe she didn't, but it it jogged this comment that my my Reiki healer had mentioned, and I asked him, like, are you psychic? Like, actually, after that, I was like, are you psychic? And he was like, I don't call myself that, but yes. And I'm like, you said something, and blah, blah, blah. And I, like, when he's like, you get it now. And I was like, oh! I, like, had to freak out. I was just like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I was just so sure. I came back from that trip, and I dropped gluten from my handle. I became Freedom Rage. I launched Freedom School. I started just owning freedom. I started owning um, the freedom life. I started just coining it. I just started using it in all of my messaging. And it's starting to just, like, resonate with people. Like, I have, like, people being like, yeah, that freedom life. And I'm like, yeah like you know it's just it because it it's so relatable to so many people and I think it's not just my destiny I think it's ultimately all of our destinies is freedom freedom for me looks different from from you and from others so my job or my my work my gift or or my mission is to pull out what that freedom life looks for you and help you get there like that's ultimately what but I is your destiny. It's so your destiny. And it's so beautiful because it's like what we're all here to do. You know what I mean? Is be that version of ourselves and make the world kind of like just accept us. We don't have to fit into the world. Mm. The world has to fit into us. Yes. So beautiful. Um, Thank you so much, my friend. This has been such a beautiful podcast episode. I mean, we should always start podcast with kundalini (laughs) agreed it's definitely such a high vibrational way to start it um but thank you i think you're doing such an amazing you're doing amazing work like your mission with topanga moon with the podcast um with yeah your vision is incredible and yeah i see big things for you and i know that it's yeah i see it and i love it and i love just like the fact that we've connected over our mutual passions. Is that your psychicness coming through? Yeah, right intuitive. <laughs> I'm stepping see. in right yeah. now. She's stepping in. Yeah. yeah. What are all your offerings and everything like that? And yeah, tell me all the things. So you can find me on Instagram, the place I feel like I hang out the most, at Freedom Rach with two H's, Rach H. And you could check out my coaching and my 
um, nlpworld at freedomschool.co. I also have a podcast uh, with my good friend Becca. It's called the Vibe Tribe Wellness Podcast, and we're on all the platforms, Spotify, um, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And on Instagram, we're at this is Vibe Tribe. Amazing. And I was also on an episode of yeah, you were. the Vibe Tribe podcast. I can't remember the number, but we'll find it at 74. Oh, number 74. Oh, good. <laughs> okay, number 74. Uh, so check it out because that was an amazing that episode. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was the one that I was like, maybe I should get into podcasting. Such a good decision. <laughs> so good. Thank you.